0: I'm Carrie, and welcome to the More for Moms podcast, where peace in your home, purpose in your life, and productivity on what matters most to you can become possible. Here on the More for Moms podcast, I share tips, resources, and encouragement to help you become less overwhelmed and create a life you love. I've been the mom who felt like she was drowning daily, but I found a way to resurface and thrive. Now I'm passionate about helping and empowering fellow mamas to do the same. Welcome, I'm so glad you've chosen to listen in. Today's topic is about mealtime conversation and improving communication among family members during mealtimes. I'm going to talk about the dinner conversation strategy that our family has chosen and how it impacts our girls and how our dinner conversations evolve. So, have you ever wanted more conversation during dinner time? Do you experience this silent treatment? Do you long for happy conversation, but you're not sure how to achieve that for your family? I know I've been in that boat where. I was asking open-ended questions. I was not getting much in terms of responses. So I wanna give you not only what we do as a family, but some other ideas as well. Not everyone has a five and a half and two and a half year old like I do. So I want you to apply a strategy that would work for your family in the season of life that you're in and the age of your children. But I'll start out with a story. All kids are different. We have unique personalities. Some of us are more introverted. Some of us are more extroverted. And that means that at the dinner table, sometimes one child may speak more than another child. It happens because we're all different. But growing up, Now, I was typically a shy child, but within my family unit, there were five of us, I tended to be the talker. So, let's set the stage. My parents, one of my parents, would ask us, how was your day? So, typically, my brothers, I have two brothers, I have a twin brother and an older brother. Both of them would respond with, good. It's fine. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Just really short responses. Didn't get much out of them as far as how their days went. And then it would be my turn, or I would go first. And they'd be like, Carrie, how was your day? And inevitably, I would proceed with what all started. When I woke up in my bed, the sun was shining already, I felt it on my skin, and I would go into extreme detail, step by step, of my day, on and on, and usually, I wouldn't get cut off, but my parents would try to shift, so my brothers had a chance to speak. So maybe you have a family that one person's like sharing all the details and the other just really quiet, not getting much out of them. Also depends on the age of the child. I tended to be the one who always had something to say about my day. But we're all faced with different dynamics. We're all faced with different seasons of life. But I'll tell you what we've done that has improved our dinner time conversation. Instead of asking our girls, How was your day? At their ages, it's hard for them to respond in a detailed way when it's an open ended, broad question. Instead of this open ended, broad question, we have started asking them about specific emotions. So, what made you happy today? What made you excited today? What made you sad today? Did anything make you nervous today? What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? Asking them specific questions related to emotions, we have found results in answers instead of it was okay, really short responses. So we've created a routine where our girls can expect us to go around the table. Now, we don't just ask the girls. We ask each other. My my husband and I ask each other as well, or the girls will ask us. What made us happy? What made us sad? So that we can encourage each other and motivate each other if something made us nervous. And I then ask, maybe something made me nervous. And I can ask our family members, do you all have any ideas on what I can do about this nervousness? So if a family member, so if our oldest daughter says, you know, I was really Scared of, say she was scared of the thunder. Maybe she wants help with what to do next time. Now, don't just offering her or offer advice if it's not asked for. But oftentimes, when it comes to difficulties or struggles they're facing, we have asked them for them to come up with their own solutions. So if she's nervous about something, we'll say, is there something you could do that would help you with your nervousness? And then starting some more conversation around solutions, but not just pushing solutions at them and encouraging them to come up with their own solutions and maybe their siblings can come up with some solutions as well. But asking specific questions is our strategy. In addition to that, you can implement something fun in terms of highs and lows. So what was your high? What was your low today? What was your rose and what was your thorn? What was your sun and what was your rain? And adding some fun descriptors for the good, the bad, the in-between in their day can encourage fun during the dinner conversation and it'll help with the routine. So they'll know we're gonna talk about our highs and lows or we're gonna talk about our roses and thorns. That's another strategy, so the rose-thorn strategy. Also, I encourage you to not pressure conversation. So sometimes, our kids aren't ready to talk. I experience this often when, especially our oldest is experiencing tough emotions. And when I try to pressure her into telling me what's going on, it often has the opposite effect. She'll close up even more. And I've learned that if I give her space and allow her the opportunity to choose when she wants to talk about that tough emotion, I can connect with her on a deeper level and she knows that I'm here for her no matter what. So my response is when, not just at the dinner table, but when either of our children are not ready or not feeling like responding in terms of engaging in the conversation, I'll say. You know, that's okay. We're here, mommy and daddy, we're here to listen whenever you want to talk. And I have found that when we hand the ball over to them and give them control over when they're ready to talk about big emotions, especially, it helps them feel empowered and makes them know that you're here no matter what. Just because they're not talking now doesn't mean you're going to close up shop and not be available later. So don't pressure conversation. Don't force conversation if it's not easily happening. Because oftentimes we'll see kids close up even more. And so we'll have an even bigger problem on our hands trying to get more conversation at the dinner table. I also encourage you as parents and if you have older kids who have screens, tablets, phones, et cetera, making a tech-free zone, maybe having a basket where all the phones go or the tablets so that you limit distractions during dinner time. Our youngest child is an extremely slow eater. And so we have a pretty lengthy dinner time at our house and sometimes i'm tempted to look at my phone and once everybody's done eating except her and we're still trying to converse and create conversation the times when i've picked up my phone are the times that i've noticed our oldest just checks out and isn't engaging because i'm not engaging actively in dinnertime conversation. So in order for me to limit that distraction, I physically move my phone somewhere other than the table. So I'm not tempted to grab it and check email or, or what have you. So I encourage you to have tech free zones. I hope that you have been given some ideas that you can implement to create more conversation during dinner time for your family, or maybe it's breakfast, whatever mealtime that you're together as a family. I'll go over some of the ideas real quickly again to recap. First idea is to ask specific questions around emotions. So what made you happy, sad, excited, scared, nervous, and on and on and on. This is also a great way for young children to learn about emotions and how Feelings matter and the difference between those feelings and that all feelings are okay. Not all actions are okay, but all feelings are okay. So helping them learn those and what those mean. Idea number two, highs, lows, rose, thorn, sun, rain, etc., to describe the different parts of their day. Another idea is to make a tech-free zone and also to not pressure conversation because sometimes when the pressure is there, the opposite happens. So when you release the pressure, trying to force conversation, you may be surprised to see that conversation happens more easily. So stepping back and allowing for that conversation to to take place in a um, a stress-free environment. I hope you all have a wonderful day and that you have more productive and positive conversations around mealtimes. Bye. Thanks for listening. I have an important question. Are you tired of feeling defeated and depleted at the end of every day and want to feel accomplished and fulfilled instead? Are you longing for a community of fellow moms where you can receive tips, resources, encouragement, and support on a daily basis? If so, I'd like to invite you to join the less overwhelmed, More Joy for Moms private Facebook group because we are stronger together, mama. I hope you'll join us. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with friends and leave a rating and review to help grow our community of moms ready to thrive. Take care and have a wonderful day.